thank you to all the young entrepreneurs around South Africa and the rest of Africa listening to this podcast right now. Welcome back to our special edition podcast on COVID-19 for entrepreneurs called Startup 19. My name is Aaron Langarukinkali, and I am looking forward to sharing this little insight with you. Now, a few weeks back, we focused on the reality that winter is coming and COVID-19 is not about to leave. I'll say it once again, COVID-19 is not about to leave. This week, I want us to focus on a different reality. While everyone is worried about money, resources, and how to have more and have access to more, I want to introduce you to a very and new useful currency that I've come to know and call the utility currency. But before I tell you more about it, let me share with you a brief story about who my grandfather was. My grandfather, Mr. Luke Kinkali, was among the first generation of set free slaves to have access to academic education in my country. My country, by the way, is called Gabon and it's a small country somewhere in the center of Africa. As soon as Gabon was arguably set free from the French imperialism in 1960, the government was handed over to the Gabonese for the first time. Now, I'm saying arguably set free because I believe a lot of African countries, especially the French ones, are still living under the yoke of the French imperialism. We call it today modern colonization. Evidence of my statement are obvious from the French currency that is still in use in most African French countries. But let me not get distracted. My grandfather, shortly after independence in 1960, used his new his newly gained freedom to further his studies and later on was quickly called on to become one of the first educators in the country. Just like that, he became a high school math professor in a small town called Okonja. He taught for years and even today I still occasionally bump into some of his old students and they can't stop telling me how big a role my, father has, my grandfather has played in helping them shape into the men and the women that they are today. A kind of pressurizing, to be completely honest with you. How do I live up to such an expectation? Well, I guess I have to do with it. A few years passed and my grandfather was once again called on to become a congressman this time and represent the interest of Okonja and the region around called Sebe Bricolo. He won those election without breaking a sweat. It is shortly after that time that I was born. I can still see it, baby Aaron, being born and making his first steps. I obviously can't remember these memories, but I guess I'd like to believe that is how things went down. As soon as he became congressman, his wisdom, prudence in managing his work and his diligence lent him the president's ear. Before not too long, people of high importance in shiny and expensive suits started walking in and out of our home on a weekly basis. As a child, it was not hard for me to cross paths with a senator another congressman or a minister while still in my PJs. It felt like our home had become a second office for the entire government. Now, if you can't relate to what I'm saying, let me paint a picture. In most African countries, government are some sort of superstars. The only way to see them is on TV making speeches or in their shiny and expensive cars. Seeing them at home so often was the equivalent to the lack of Drake, Andrea Bocelli, Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande walking in and out of your home on a weekly basis. You may think that with this newly gained authority and privileges, my grandfather would move and go live in one of the big cities. Instead, he remained based in his hometown. People therefore had to travel far to be able to visit him. And they did, actually. 
I one day asked him why so many people were willing to travel to come visit him. He lived in a small town seemingly unimportant in both size and population. The answer he gave me was baffling in its simplicity. He said to me they came to hear his insight and his wisdom on matters related to the governance of the country. By the time my grandfather passed away from a stroke while he was only in his late 50s, he was both congressman and special advisor to the president. My grandfather was wise, indeed, but that's not what made him the, the impactful and successful man that he was. He was wiser than most and more successful because he knew how to put his competence to use. Today I want to share a very essential tool to help you and that tool is a concept of utility or simply said usefulness. Now, society may be a lot of things and filled with millions of complexities, but they all come down to a few principles and the principle of utility and usefulness is one of them. Being useful as a few synonyms that help better understand this principle. To be useful or utile means to be functional, to be handy, to have utility, to be competent and to have purpose. Now, three of the previous words stand out the most to me. The first one is to be handy. The second one is to be competent. The third one is to be purposeful or to have purpose. Now, let's stop there for a second. Everyone listening to this right now knows that they have been handy in the past and can still be handy. They have some level of competence and can acquire new ones. And lastly, they are purposeful. In other words, they were made with purpose. Can we agree on that for a second before we go any further? All right. Now, what does it have to do with anything? You may ask me. Well, it's really quite simple. So hear this very carefully. I'll say this once again. Hear this statement very carefully. Usefulness or utility is a currency. I'll say it once again slowly. Usefulness or utility is a currency. Usefulness is a currency and the more useful to society you make yourself, the more impact and success you collect just as my grandfather did. A currency is a tool we use to exchange and have access to goods and services, isn't it? In this season of COVID-19, I see countless people sit at home doing nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. Countless people to this day have lost their jobs or have had to shut down their businesses. My fiance was recently sharing with me the story of a few teenagers currently struggling with their parents who most recently have lost their jobs. The situation is tragic, I reckon. And that is precisely what's causing the worth of the currency of utility to skyrocket in this season. Usefulness is a currency few people can say no to. Isn't that true? Have you ever said no to something absolutely useful to you? Not really. So why would someone else? The problem with COVID-19 is that people are slowly giving up on their usefulness and utility. Why? You tell me. Could it be hopelessness? Could it be fear? Could it be, could it be the unknown of the future? Or could it simply be the capacity or non-capacity to adapt? I'll leave the, the answer to you. My point right now is this simple. You and myself are still and can still be useful. Your usefulness is your currency in this season. South Africa is, is on almost level three lockdown and most services are finally about to resume. 
there are roughly 1.4 million people who started work this very week. But what about the rest? Are you in that rest? If yes, how do you make yourself useful and utilize that currency? My number one suggestion is this. Learn to adapt and be flexible. To adapt means to be suitable for the new conditions. That means you cannot wait around for things to get back to normal. You, I will say it once again. You cannot wait around for things to get back to normal. They most likely won't. I know it hurts, but that's the truth. Even if it did get back to normal, it's not about to happen anytime soon, which leads to my second suggestion. Make an inventory of, of your current skills and evaluate which ones need to be updated, or perhaps evaluate which ones you still need to acquire. If you have any skills that is still valuable, then put them to use straight away. You might have been running away from technology and especially social medias, or you may only use it for leisure. Now is the time to adapt and use such free platform to showcase your skills, grow an audience, and turn that audience into your primary market. I'm going to take a few examples. If you can sew, make yourself useful by, by using a little bit of creativity to make completely unique masks that you can sell at lower prices than the current than that is currently being sold online. On that subject, someone in France just created new masks with holes and straws so people can still drink at coffee shops without having to remove the mask. What a simple example of creativity. If you love exercising, make short videos and fun videos and create ways to exercise for people. Including it may be a food recipe to help people stay healthy in this season. Charge people to exercise with you in groups at a park during legal hours. If you love children, create ways and content to tutor or keep children busy online while parents are working and charge hourly. If you know a language, learn to teach that language and do so online. These are just examples of how you could make yourself useful using your skills and create an income for yourself. You don't have to make a lot. You simply have to start and adapt as time goes by. So what can you take from this podcast? I'm going to summarize it in a bit. You need to learn to identify the different needs you see around you in this season and ask yourself, how can you make yourself useful? Remember this, the more useful to society you make yourself, the more impactful and successful you are likely to be. Why? Because something useful always finds a taker. Remember this, something useful always finds a taker. Your utility is your currency in these times of crisis. Only those who are useful can remain relevant in this season. Now, let me ask you this question as I close. How have you made yourself useful to your society in this season? Thank you for listening to this podcast. Until next time, ciao bye.